This is the Academic Survival Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Chandra McDonald. Statistics show that approximately 40% of students drop out of college every year. In fact, nearly 30% drop out their first year. Well, I am on a mission to improve these stats. I have way too many coworkers who have literally said that to me on their graduation day, and I'm like, that's not gonna be me. (laughs) I'm not working four years. For me to say at my graduation, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I think that's just like a chicken running without a head. Like, I cannot do that. That scares me. And I I don't know what about it. I think that it, it, yeah, it scares me. That's Amara Watson, a second year student at San Diego State. We'll be talking about her study locations, her academic endurance, and hey, even a possible internship. Coming up next on Academic Survival with me, Dr. Chandra McDonald. All right. So uh, hello, Amara. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good myself. So I want to just thank you for coming to the Academic Survival Podcast. I believe that you have uh, enough information, enough um, enough amount of schooling under your belt, <laughs> college experience under your belt to where you will be able to um, help uh, freshmen, current freshmen, and then students who will be freshmen next year. So let's begin by you just giving us a little bit of background in terms of the, you know, what school you go to, um, your major, and anything else uh, introductory that you'd like to share. Awesome. So my name is Amara Watson. I go to San Diego State University. I'm a second year student, and I'm double majoring in criminal justice and psychology. Um, I'm also working at the police department as a community service officer. My specific role is a field training officer. So I just train like a bunch of new hires when they come in. Um, And I'm limited to 20 hours a week as a student here on campus. Um, And then I'm also involved in the Criminal Justice Association Club and also Young Life Club here. Oh, Young Life. Tell me a little bit about the Young Life Club. Uh, so Young Life is like, it's a faith-based organization. I, I personally really like it. I found out about that club from one of my coworkers. Um, and it was last year when I was like, it was like a rough year. And I was like, I need to make some friends. I need to find some like unity and like, just like friendships that I can have. Because I feel like the school is very like party-based. So that's personally not me. But having like an organization or like a club where I can meet people who want like deeper relationships and friendships that sounded really nice to me. And it kind of felt a little bit more like home. Mm. Um, So yeah, I I enjoy it. I go as much as I can. Um, And there's really nice people there. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I remember speaking with you on a different occasion and I remember one of the things you said was that you, you lacked having a friend group. So yay. I'm glad that you found one. Yeah. Yeah. So thinking back to the day you moved out of your home and went down to San Diego State, tell me what was going through your mind and and how you felt at the time. I was excited just because we were in quarantine for like a, a good year and a half. And I was like at home, did nothing, saw nobody. So going to college, I was like really excited. But then I was also kind of like, okay, now now I'm on my own. Now what? Like, <laughs> now they dropped me off. Now this is like the real thing. 
Um, Because at first you're just building up that like, oh, you're going to go to college, you're going to be on your own, you're going to have to make decisions for yourself, you're just learn how to make good decisions and be without your parents. And so at first it sounded all great. And then I was like, wait, okay, now it's actually happening. Now they're actually gone. Now I'm by myself. (laughs) So it was definitely a shock. But I honestly really liked it because um, I feel like being able to be on your own, it forces yourself to make good decisions for yourself or or not make good decisions and you learn the hard way. But I just enjoyed being able to have that opportunity to be away from my parents and have that experience instead of living with them and always being under their roof. So, Yeah, it's like a real introduction to adulting, right? Yeah. So then, um, can you share with us where you are in the college process, what what year you are now? Yeah, I'm a second year student. So my goal is to graduate in three years um, instead of four years with my double major. But I don't know if that's going to work, but I'm that's my goal. Um, I came in with a lot of AP credits um, and dual enrollment and like combined, I came in with a decent amount of credit so I I'm ahead so that's why I'm trying to like take my full workload each semester so on top of that I can try to graduate early so wow that's awesome so your how many AP credits did you come in with um it was equivalent to 19 19 units so that's like a little bit over semester okay is that is that something that you would recommend for students high school students to take some AP classes if they can or no yeah I I think that taking AP classes it challenges you in high school it looks good and it also helps you in college so you kind of get rid of your GE a little bit faster because I mean no one likes the GEs it's like two years of that and it's like if you can shorten that and start your major sooner because you took APs in high school like I think it's a really smart move if it's if it's a doable thing in high school for you Well, that leads me into something else I want to talk about. Like, in what way did you feel that high school prepared you for college? I feel like it prepared me in that nothing, I feel like nowadays in college compared to other generations, there's so much pressure to get into the good schools, to get into the prestigious schools, to, it's not just about your GPA anymore. It's about your extracurriculars. It's about your your hobbies, your interests, your volunteering, like there's just so much more to it now that there's a lot of pressure that students get that they didn't get before. And I feel like that's another reason why people are just so stressed out with school because it's kind of become more of a stressful thing. And it's always been stressful, but I feel like now we have higher expectations, higher standards, and like a 4.0 doesn't look as good anymore than like you know, other people who literally have like a four point something GPA, like even though 4.0 is amazing, that's like, that's a really good GPA. Nowadays, it's like, okay, someone has a 4.3, like they're doing better than the 4.0. And I feel like it's just nothing's ever good enough. And so you kind of just have to do what you think is good in high school. And so for me, what I, my mindset was to do something that interested me. So I took like AP, world AP US history I took psychology and those kind of related to criminal justice in some sort of way because it took care of my history GEs it took care of my psychology um like 101 class like it definitely took care of a lot of GEs that 
I probably wouldn't have wanted to like waste money on with GEs taking that when I just didn't need to. I could do it for free at high school. And so I think AP classes definitely prepared me the most. Okay. So then what then prepared you the least? Like in what way was high school not helpful or just did not adequately prepare you for what you were getting into? I think the social environment, um, because COVID hit maybe like my mid-junior year, that was basically half of my junior year and all my senior year where I didn't really socialize. I was actually, we moved up to the desert. Like I was just not around people. So when it came to college, going from like a no social life to like an everyday 24 seven social life here, I was like, it was just a shock to me because I'm not that I'm social, but I'm not that extroverted. Like (laughs) when I see parties going on here, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to stay in my room. Um, So the fact that it was such a big change and so fast, I was not ready for that at all. Wow. So has there anything that has taken you by surprise um, about yourself or about the school other than the partying? Yeah, I think I was really surprised by the amount of work I've been able to do um I know that when I came in as a freshman I was the only person on the floor other than my roommate um both on both sides both wings of the dorm I my myself and my roommate were the only ones who worked and I was like wow like I didn't know that people just don't work in college like (laughs) I, I was like I know college is expensive I don't know how you guys are being able to manage that but I know that I was working and I was doing my double majors and I was also like part of clubs. So I think that it was, I surprised myself and I was like, whoa, I'm taking a big load and I did not know I could do that. But I also like to keep busy. So I think I did that on purpose. (laughs) Well, I, I tried working when I was in college, so it wasn't, well, I also had financial aid so. That was obviously extremely helpful, but I tried working when I was in college and I just couldn't do it. I would literally get out of class, go to, cause I worked at Target at the time, go to Target, get off work. And then I would, I would attempt to do homework and I would fall asleep while I was doing my homework. And eventually I had to realize that, um, is because I, I didn't have aspirations to, you know, move, move up in the ranks at Target, I actually was a criminal justice major and I wanted to be a probation officer. And so, because I wasn't pursuing retail or anything like that, I had to consider, is this a job you're even going to school for? No, it's not. So I, I had to let it go because um, otherwise I wasn't going to, was not going to survive school. It's a lot. Doing both. I, I see why people don't do it. It's, um, it's hard to find that time to be able to study because when you work, you're taking away time you could be studying. So yeah, I definitely see why people don't work, but I was just kind of shocked that like me and one other person were the only ones working. I was like, whoa. (laughs) Wow. So uh, I want to switch a little bit here over to um, what would be considered like your, your strengths. Like, is there anything that you've discovered as a, as a strength that you, ju- you just didn't know that you had coming into college? I think it would be my endurance. I 
I tend to overwork myself and overload myself. Um, but I kind of just try to like my, I try to power through whether I'm tired or not. Like I, um, I definitely get stressed out and overwhelmed, but I think that knowing what I could have in the future and knowing my, my future goals, I feel like it's easy to like look straight in the future and just be determined and use that to kind of get you through all the like stressful times, all the, all the work I have to do, the studying and the exams that I maybe didn't do so well on. Like, I think that knowing what you can get out of it helps push you through. I'm, I'm glad that you said endurance. Like there's literally um, an acronym that I, that I use that called, that's called self S E L F. And I look at it as like, what helped me get through college? So the S stands for speak up. There's opportunity. There's times where you just have to speak up. You know, that's going to the professor's um, office hours and asking questions in class. So the S stands for speak up, but the E stands for endurance, <laughs> and the L stands for um, letting go, letting go of other people's expectations of you, um, and then even any any kind of limiting uh, beliefs that you have about yourself. And then the, the F stands for focus on your goal. So yeah, absolutely. Endurance is, is essential. And I, and that's good. That's kind of like a, a, a strength that you found. What about weaknesses? Is there, is there any, is there an area of uh, maybe weakness is not the right word, but just um, maybe something that you realize that this is not my talent. <laughs> I need help in this area. Um, my weakness is test taking, which is very problematic for a college student. I think that, so my entire life, I've always been horrible at taking multiple choice exams. I have never once done well on multiple choice exams. Like it's either a C or a D. Like I, <laughs> multiple choice is, is not my friend. I do so much better when it comes to like analyze this, write an essay on that, um, short answer this fill in the blanks but multiple choice for some reason I don't know I can study for hours and hours and hours and know something inside out and be able to verbally say something without looking at a paper and I do just fine but when it comes to multiple choice I don't know what about it I just don't do well so being in lectures of like three four five hundred students um, they can only give out multiple choice exams. They don't have time to be giving out like all these mm, essays and yeah. short answers. And like, they don't have time for that. They don't have enough like TAs and like professors to do that. So yeah, multiple choice is what I have to do. And it makes it really hard because the midterms, the exams, the finals, whatever, they're, they weigh a lot. <laughs> so not doing well in something that weighs a lot, you have to do really well on like homework and papers and like other things and that has to be exceptional to be able to um, balance out the exams yeah so. yeah I remember when you initially took the flight assessment that you scored really high as air traffic control so that's like really analytical and that makes sense that you would do well on a, on a written exam because it's allowing you to pull in all the information you know, right? Whereas the multiple choice yeah. test is almost sometimes it feels like they're testing what you don't know, like because you have to know what which answer is not correct. So yeah, I could I could totally see that. 
So we've talked about your strengths and your weaknesses. What has college taught you about yourself that you didn't already know? That one's a tricky one. I did not know that I'd be able to do a double major. Um, It was already rough enough to like go through college for four whole years with a major and a minor and working like just that alone I was like okay that's good but like adding a major I was like like I I can't graduate with just a major um criminal justice here you need to pick up a minor to be able to like accumulate enough credits to graduate but I'd rather be using those credits in a major than doing a minor that's like okay like she minored in this like I just I also didn't want to be using credits on like bowling and kayaking (laughs) like you know the those weird electives that just add a few credits to you like I just didn't want to do that like if my dad is using his benefits to be able to provide like our tuition and fees and stuff I'm not gonna be using on bowling and surfing like I just I kind of feel guilty about it so I'm like I can do that somewhere else but I'm here for school so I might as well pick up a major so I picked psychology because um, I had a lot of psychology credits from high school. And I was like, that's like the only thing that interests me other than criminal justice. And I feel like both of them go hand in hand and I can go two very different routes with both degrees. So I was like, you know what? I'll do psychology. Um, and so that's definitely, that it definitely surprised me because um, I, I didn't think that I could do it. I tell myself that I can't do it a lot and then I end up doing it. So I'm just like, I think that I kind of just need to push myself to see if I can do it and then, and then decide from there if I can or can't do it. But um, I have thought about dropping the the major. Um, I've thought about it multiple times, but at this point I'm like, I've already, I've already come this far. I might as well just, just finish Mm. it off. Now, can you repeat for us what the, what the two majors are? Yeah, so I'm my primary major is criminal justice, and my secondary major is psychology. Criminal justice and psychology works well together. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned on the side that your your dad's benefits is that something you could share? Yeah, so um, we we were getting VA benefits for tuition and I believe some fees. I don't think it's all fees because I've had to pay out of pocket for a few. Um, And so it's not the GI Bill. It's the plan B of of CalVet. And so basically me and my sister are able to go to any UC or CSU school uh, basically for free. Everything's pretty much taken care of. I mean, housing, that's the only thing I have to take care of. Um, But they pay for your four years of college and it's really helped us because college is very expensive and I'm already working 20 hours for like housing and like other expenses I have to take care of. But I can't imagine if I had to take care of my tuition too, like it would have been like either alone or I'm working a lot. Um, And so it definitely has helped. And so it gives us the ability to go to any CSU or or CSU or UC school and Um, I had a few options because criminal justice isn't, they're not all over the place. Like there was only a few schools that really had it. Um, And I picked this one um, and it it really helped getting my tuition covered for. That's awesome. What, um, what do you, what do you want to do with your degrees? 
Um, that I'm still thinking about. I definitely want to go in the law enforcement route. Um, I'm, I want to go into the police academy right after I graduate. Like I want to be able to structure it so that when I graduate, I will already have either a position or like I will have a certificate saying that I will be going to the academy. Like I definitely want to find an agency. I don't want to be one of those college kids that work four years to get a degree. And at graduation, they're like, I don't know what I want to do after college. Like I have way too many coworkers who have literally said that to me on their graduation day. And I'm like, that's not going to be me. I'm not working four years for me to say at my graduation. I don't know what I want to do. Like, I think that's just like a chicken running without a head. Like I cannot do that. That scares me. And I, I don't know what about it. I think that it, it, yeah, it scares me. So um, I'm definitely going to figure out, I have to figure out soon what I want to do. I'm currently working on an internship with the FBI, which should be exciting because I get that experience. Um, and so I'm currently going through that. And I feel like everything in law enforcement is about experience. And I think that it'll, it'll be good. But I definitely want to start planning ahead so I know what I'm going to do after college. Um, I like that. So yeah. yeah. I knew what I wanted to do. Even though when I got out, I did something different. Um, I knew what I wanted to do. I went in as a criminal justice major. I wanted to be a probation officer. And um, I ended up going a different route uh, because another door opened up. And so I, I, I went down the path that, that op- the door opened up. But that door would not have opened up had I not um, gotten a degree. Yeah, I think goals are really good because even if you don't get that exact goal you want, I feel like the fact that you had a goal to begin with led you to be in a position where you do get your goal filled. It's just maybe not the exact thing. And just ambition, I feel like that's also really big and just being determined because there's a lot of college kids who they don't have that mindset of what they want in the future. And I think it's important that you do have one, even if it's not, even if it's something that you don't end up getting, I feel like just the concept of having a goal shows that you, you care about your future. You want a future. You um, are putting things in place to be able to get a good future. Um, I think that it's planning ahead helps you get from point A to B and especially in college. That's really important, especially when you're selecting your classes, you're, applying for internships, you're applying for jobs, you're getting that experience. That all takes time. It doesn't just happen overnight. So, Yep. I agree with you there. It, the, the importance of having a goal is that it, it makes it a lot easier for you to know for decision-making along the way, right? So you set the goal and then the decisions that you need to make along the way get filtered through that goal. So um, it, it makes it a lot easier for you to hit the target. What about your you mentioned about sometimes being stressed or overwhelmed. How do you cope with that? Like, is there, what advice would you give freshmen who might be struggling with feeling overwhelmed or stressed out? How do you cope with that? So being only an hour and a half away from home, I do go to, I go, I go home pretty frequently. It's a lot of gas money, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I do like to go home because it, I feel like it centers me it brings me back to a more calm state because I get really anxious and stressed at school and just being in the dorms, like 
something about it. Like, I'm just like, I need a break. Like <laughs> I need just a mental break from school. I live at school. I go to school every day. I go to work. All of that is at school. I, I literally don't leave campus. So um, going home isn't just a, like a physical thing, but like mentally mm. I get, it's like, I get a reset. So when I come back on Sunday and I'm getting ready to start the week again, it's just, I feel more refreshed. I feel more like energized to continue my weeks because it gets really hectic and I never have time to relax. Mm -hmm. So it's obviously like I get a little burnt out. And so going home is definitely like a recharge. Awesome. For me. So what if a student um, didn't have the ability to go home? Like, like say if maybe they live out of state and they can't fly home every weekend. Um, is there any, is there any advice that you would give to them? I feel like if you have one person, um, whether they're at the school or not at the school, it really makes a difference. Like you don't need to physically go somewhere or go to someone to feel that emotional support. I feel like if you're close to like your brother, go call your brother, you know, maybe on a hard day, like he has some advice, he has some words or support that mm. he can give you. And, um, or even going to like clubs or organizations I feel like you can make some friends and maybe there's that one person you know you can talk you say to going to clubs is um, that what you said? like you know how they have like clubs at the school like oh like social clubs like, Not like party clubs. clubs okay yeah <laughs> no <laughs> no like there's like clubs at the school where you can join it and like you're just a part of the the club the association okay. or whatnot um and I feel like just having that one person you can talk to, I feel like that can make a difference. Having those deeper friendships, um, especially at a school, like a very social school, you can you can feel more like you belong. Because when you have so many friends, I feel like it's harder to go to them because you're not as close to them. Mm. And sometimes you can feel a little bit more lonely. Um, so just having those deeper connections, I think that makes the biggest okay. difference. All right. So tell me a little bit about, I'm going to put the academic hat on for a moment. Tell me a little bit about study places and study times. Where do you, where are you most productive in terms of studying? Um, I study, okay, where I'm most productive is the library. Okay. Where I realistically study is my room. <laughs> um, the reason <laughs> The reason that is, is because I just the thought of having to walk all the way to the library, go through all the little gates, find a seat, you know, like, I don't know, even that I'm like, that sounds just like, that sounds like more work than I could. Like, I could literally just stay in my room, have my fridge there, my freezer, the bathroom, like, like my bed right there. I feel like it's just mm -hmm. easier to be in my room. But when I'm most productive is at the library and I have to be facing a wall. I cannot be facing other people because I'm one of those people that I'll be typing or I'll be like reading something. Anytime someone walks by, I will look up and yeah, <laughs> I, I cannot look at people. Um, I get too distracted. So that's why I also like my room because it's like I'm facing a wall. There's no one else in there, but my roommate. So I'm not as distracted but at the same time, I'm distracted in other ways. Like my bed's there. I have like my food's there. I get up, I clean, like I definitely get more distracted in my room. But yeah, I think the library is really nice. It's, it's quiet. No one talks to you. 
you have the computers, you have the books, like it also gives like that environment, like that studious environment where it's like, whoa, everyone else is studying. They're very studious, <laughs> like, and it puts you in a mood where it's like, okay, I need to grind out my homework. I need to do this, this, and this. So yeah, the environment's also a really big factor. Yeah. And what about times? Is there, is there a time of day that works best for you? I don't choose when I study. I study the little windows that mm. I have. And that's when I force myself to study because other than that, like I work um, either five, five or six till midnight. So obviously there's no afternoon studying. Mm. So I study when I have windows of time and that's like a, I don't care if I'm tired, if I'm sleep deprived, like I will study during those times because that's the only time I can. I don't choose when I get to work on homework or study. I don't choose when I get, when I study. Yeah. That's a, that's. Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. I know that for me, I studied in, I, when I was in college, uh, undergrad. I studied in the in the evening, but I I learned when I was working on my doctorate that you know I was working full time and I did study after work. I literally would leave work and then go straight to the library because I would miss you know rather than rather than sitting in traffic for an hour to get home using that that part of my evening where I was still a little alert, I found that it was easier to just go straight to the library that was by my job and then do homework until the library closed. And then once the library closed, I was able to go home and and I got home a lot quicker because all the traffic had died down. However, I found that I actually, as far as comprehension, reading comprehension, it comes, things come a lot easier to me. I, I understand things better in the morning. And I didn't, I didn't know that even all while I was in, um, you know, working on my bachelor's and my master's, I didn't know that, but, uh, being forced into it because of working and just getting up a little bit earlier before going to work, there's a, there's a peace and quiet and there's a, like, there's, yeah, there's a, a real peace when you feel like you've woken, you've, you've gotten up in the morning and, and it feels like the, the whole world hasn't woken up yet. And so there's like, there's like a little pocket of peace. And I just, I, I feel like I can, I can grind it out until such times like, Oh, now, now I got to go to work. <laughs> yeah. So what is the, yeah, um, it's, it's nice. So, uh, looking at your, your, uh, your freshman year, tell me two, like two wins you had, like, what would, what would you like, kind of like pat yourself on the back? Like, yeah, I, I think I did a pretty good job with that. Like, what are your two wins for your freshman year? And then one for this year so far. Two wins. Um, I first got a job as a freshman, which was, for me, that was a win because I'm like, no one else is doing it. (laughs) And I was the only freshman that was working at that police department. Everyone else, they were all juniors and seniors and ready to graduate. So I was the youngest one. So kind of getting used to that work environment while also doing school. I was like, okay, I, if I can do this now, I think I can, I can continue this throughout college. The second win, I would have to say I made the Dean's list. So I, yeah. So (laughs) I was working and I was getting my good grades. So um, yeah, those were two wins. The Dean's list. Congratulations. Do you remember what the, uh, what the requirement was for that? I think it was like a 3.5 GPA and above. Yeah. So yeah. I was excited. I was like, okay. 
You know, some people, when I was in school, some people felt like, well, you know, as long as you get the degree, that's all that matters. No one's going to ever get, no one's on an interview is going to ask you what your GPA is. I'm like, okay. Like I struggled a lot during my freshman year, but along the way I developed some skills that allowed me to turn things around. And so I had several semesters where I was able to bust out uh, straight A's, which is unheard of for me because I never even did that in high school. And I made it onto the dean's list. And when I set the goal to get straight A's was really from a, a situation where, so there was a dean, I'm not a dean, geez, there was a teacher's aide in one of my classes. And it was uh, during my sophomore year. And he said, your freshman year is going to be your, is going to be your best year. Your GPA just goes downhill from downhill from there because classes just get harder. So his logic was your freshman year is your best GPA. And I'm sitting there like, what? You're supposed to be helping us. You're supposed to be encouraging us, not telling us that our best GPA is from our freshman year. And so there was a part of it that just kind of turned, like it just um, ignited a flame in me that was like, oh no, I'm going to prove you wrong. Like you don't get to decide for me. And that's why I talk about like letting go of other people's expectations, right? Um, and that and that self-model, like letting go of other people's expectations. And so it literally was a challenge for me. Like I took that as I'm going to prove this guy wrong. There's no way that he is going to put a limit on what I can achieve. And so I set I set out to get straight A's for the, from then on out. And then I think I was like either three or four semesters. I'd have to go back and look at my transcripts, but either three or four semesters, I ended up getting straight A's. And had I not met that, had I not set that goal for myself, like we talked earlier about setting goals, had I not set that goal for myself at that time, I would not have had enough runway left for me to graduate with honors, which is what I did. I busted out enough semesters of three point, I mean, of 4.0s and of getting on the Dean's list that when I graduated, I graduated cum laude and my first job required you to have a 3.5 GPA or higher. I entered the federal government through the outstanding scholars program. And at that time, the GPA minimum was 3.5. It didn't even matter what your major was. If you had a 3.5, you qualify. And I was like, yes. So (laughs) Don't let anyone tell you that grades don't matter because they do. And so uh, congratulations to you for getting it on Dean's list. Woo-hoo. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, I think it's definitely very empowering when you know that you have a goal. And then especially what, like you said, when people tell you something and you want to prove them wrong, I feel like on top of having a goal, I feel like that that just makes you want to fight for it, makes you focus on it. I think that it's it's a really good motivating factor. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what about wins for, um, so you said making the Dean's list. Did you, what was your, and what was your other one? Oh, my second one. Um, not that making the Dean's list isn't a big deal. That's a pretty big deal. I just was wondering. Yeah. No, you said two wins. Um, I think, wait, I think I said it was getting my job. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's getting getting my job. Yes. That's right. Working. Duh. Yeah. As as, you, and you mentioned that you were the only uh, freshman there. Everyone else was what juniors and seniors. Yeah. So working and then, um, and then getting on the Dean's list. Okay. So what about for this year? Any wins yet? For, For this year, I think my main win 
is that I got a conditional job offer with the FBI. That one for me, I was like, I didn't expect it. Honestly, I think the interview, I was like, I did not expect any of their questions. I was just like, okay, well, that interview, that went, that went a flop. Like, that, I'm probably not going to get it. And then they called me back saying that I need to fill out all the background stuff because I got a conditional job offer. So I was like, okay, cool. I might be, I might be flying somewhere this summer. Like, I thought that it was definitely unexpected, but I, I know some of my coworkers who are also pursuing law enforcement and they applied for it too and they didn't get it. So I was like, yeah. Wow. That was definitely my win for this year. Oh yeah. That's, that's huge. Even if, even if I don't get it, just the fact that I, at least I came this far with it. Yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty big win. So what do you do to celebrate your wins or do you? I don't really celebrate my wins. I mean, I kind of just like, I celebrate it with excitement, but I feel like I'm just so busy that I'm just like, I don't have time to like go out or do anything. Like I do like to go shopping, but I don't really associate that to like, oh, I got to, I, I did something good. Let's go shopping. Like it is something that I do enjoy, but um, I think when I do something that I'm proud of, I kind of just like, I just feel more motivated mm. to continue with what I'm doing. Mm. Um, but I do like reading. So when I do have downtime and I'm like, okay, I, I did a lot of work. I did good work. I'm going to go take time to go read a book. Oh. Um, so, yeah. So that's, like, that, that, um, does the reading rejuvenate you? It does. I used to hate reading. Like I hated reading. It was not something I enjoyed. Also, I didn't like it because when you're growing up and you're in like elementary school and middle school, they tell you what books you need to read, mm. you know, and you read as a class, you read like the classics. Those for me, I was just like, yeah, no. <laughs> but then when I was in high school and, um, and then college, I started reading books that I actually enjoyed. And I was like, okay, I actually do like reading. I just didn't like the books that they gave me. Mm. That's huge. That's huge. I think that's, I think that's kind of why I stopped playing the piano because I didn't like the music I was playing and I didn't get to choose. And yeah. so I was like, yeah, like you said, like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> so yeah, that's good. Your, you, you, um, your win, um, is celebrated by doing something that's rejuvenating. Okay. Now, is there anything that you have, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you think might be beneficial to college freshmen to know? Um, not necessarily something that you haven't asked me, but I do think college freshmen, um, like, okay, so when I, before I went to college, I think my dad made it very clear, especially with my interest in law enforcement, that I need to be really careful what I do during college, mm. that all the fun, all the distractors, all the things that come with college, you have to come in as strong as you can, um, like morally, ethically, like with your values, like you have to know what you stand for and you have to know where you draw the lines. I think that, like I said, being dropped off at college and now you're all on your own, you have to use what you learned growing up and remember how you were raised and kind of keep that with you Um, because everyone's coming from different places, different childhoods, different experiences. And so um, everyone's in a different place. And if you let other people take you down with them Mm. because they're going through something or 
they want to have fun or they don't care about college, like things like that. I think it's really important to stay focused in college. Like, yeah, you can have fun, but know the consequences of it and value, value your education, value like what you want to do, remember your goals. And hopefully that motivates you to stay focused because it's very easy to get distracted. Um, there's a lot of like peer pressure. There's a lot of, there's a lot of illegal things that go on during college. <laughs> That's something that surprised me. I was like, how does this, how does this school let, let these things happen? But I feel like not everything, I feel like some schools let things slide, um, either for financial reasons, political reasons, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, I just think that there's a lot that goes on in college and it's kind of scary that like these things happen and you're on your own. So at this point, you have to be the one making good decisions no one can make them for you and if you make a bad decision that's on you um and so I think it's really important for freshmen to know that because in high school you have a very controlled lifestyle you Mm. go to school from eight to two eight to three whatever and then you go home and you're with your parents you live under their roof you have to ask them for permission to do x y and z but in college you you have classes here and there you have work if you choose to work but then there's parties and there's events and there's a lot of um, social outings and and stuff like that where you just have to decide if you want to do that if it's worth it um and so yeah 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 I hear you with that um especially like you mentioned with the with the um direction that you wanted to go that you want to go with your with your degree in law enforcement. Yeah. You got to make sure that your background is clean. I remember, um, when, so there was this class, awesome class I, that I had an opportunity to take when I was in college. And it was, um, it was, it was only offered in the summertime. So it was a summer school class and it was visiting correctional facilities. And so we visited, um, the, uh, Chino prisons. Um, we visited, um, at the time, the California Youth Authority was still um, was still open, so we went to CYA and uh, Terminal Island. So anyhow, it was a whole week of vis- visiting uh, correctional facilities. And as a matter of fact, it started off with um, with um, going to court, like juvenile court, and then going to group homes for juveniles. So it was like looking at the progression, right? But um, in order to participate in that class, you could sign up for it, but there's a, a certain amount of background check that has to happen before you can participate in this field trip for a week. Because guess what? If you got a background, <laughs> they're not going to let you into the correctional facilities. And so um, literally one of uh, my classmates, criminal justice major, he wasn't allowed to go on a trip. Yeah, he could not go on the trip because of something that popped up in his background. So um, so that happened. And then another thing that happened is um, on one of the facilities that we went to, uh, I think it was the Chino uh, Correctional Facility for Men, um, we got off the charter bus and at the end of our session, got back on the charter bus and I recognized that one of my classmates was already on the bus, like it was clear that she sat, she sat this one out. And I was like, What's, what happened? Like, why didn't you come in? And she's like, oh, yeah, I couldn't come in on this one. Like, she had a relative in the facility. And so they would not allow her to enter the facility as, a, as part of this tour with, um, with someone who she knew on the, on the inside. 
And then lastly, um, one of the things that was kind of uh, kind of uh, interesting about this field trip is literally we had to sign a waiver that if we were taken hostage by an inmate, that there would be no negotiation for our release. <laughs> I was oh. like, okay. Sign me up. So I went anyway. It was really good. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah. So um so that that um that concludes our our time together. Thank you so much for saying yes and um I know that you dropped some real good nuggets here that will help out freshmen and even seniors in high school that are you know thinking about um you know what lies ahead what lies ahead. So thank you very much and um yeah, thank you. And um you know what I, what I would love to do is um maybe sometime next year uh, check back in with you and see how things are going on your journey. Yeah, I love that. Thank okay. you. That's it for today on Academic Survival. If you want to share your story on how you survived your freshman year of college, you can reach me at info at chandralmcdonald.com. We'll be back next week with more ways to survive your academic journey. Until then, happy studying. <laughs>